1 to about verse 7. The Bible says that it came to pass, shall we stand for the reading of God's word? Thank you very much. That's a mark of honor. The Bible says that it came to pass when Jabin, king of Hazar, had heard those things that he sent to Jab Jobab, king of Madon, and to the king of Shimron, and to the king of Ash Ashaf, and to the kings that were on the north of the mountains and of the plains south of, south of Chinneroth, and in the valley and in the borders of Dor on the west, and to the Canaanites on the east and on the west, and to the Amorites and the Hittites and the Perizzites and the Jebusites in the mountains, and to the Hevites under the under Hamon in the land of Mizpah. And they went out, they and all their host with them, much people, even as the sand that is upon the seashore in multitude, with horses and chariots very many. And when all these kings were met together, they came and pitched together at the waters of Merom to fight against Israel. And the Lord said unto Joshua, be not afraid. I came to tell somebody this morning, be not afraid. Oh, I said, be not afraid. And the Lord said unto Joshua, be not afraid of them, for tomorrow about this time will I deliver them up all slain before Israel, that thou shalt huff their horses and burn their chariots with fire. So Joshua came and all the people of war with him against them by the waters of Meron suddenly and they fell upon them. Hallelujah. Let's be seated. Let's be seated. One of the greatest characters that we have in the Bible is Moses. Hallelujah. Great character. Because when you look at Moses from his birth up to the time that God called him at, that even his body was not found. Hallelujah. Everything about the man is unique. He was born and for, for, for some strange reason he was supposed to have died. The man didn't die. He survived it. And not only did he survive it, he ended up in the house of Pharaoh against all odds. So instead of him dying, rather he was promoted. Hallelujah. And from the house of Pharaoh, we know the story. He moved, hallelujah, went to, to meet Jethro and, and, and all that. And, and subsequently, God called him and says, well, you are a liberator. I want you to go back to Egypt where you are running from. And I want you to go and liberate my people. Hallelujah. And we know how Moses went back to Egypt the signs and the wonders that the man performed and the, how God, the Bible says God spoke to him face to face. And if you come to the book of Deuteronomy chapter 34, verse 10 and 11, the Bible says that there has never been any prophet subsequently, before and after, there has never been any prophet that God spoke to face to face like Moses. And even the signs and the wonders that God did through him Many of them. Oh, we are told that every time Moses encountered God and he came back, even the 
people could not look at him because of the glory that was upon him. It was so strong. Hallelujah. That is the man that we are talking about. Great man of God, anointed man of God, yet humble, a man who knew how to speak to God. And this man had had an assistant called Joshua. And Joshua had gotten used to Moses taking the lead. For Moses to, to speak to God to get a result. For Moses to tell them what to do. For Moses to give them directions. In short, nothing happened if Moses never spoke. Nothing happened. As a matter of fact, in the, in the, in the physical world, you will see that the strength of Israel was Moses. Because without Moses, Israel cannot move. Without Moses, Israel will not know their left from their right. But alas, once upon a time in the book of Joshua, chapter 1 verse 2, the Bible says that God woke up and he told Joshua, he said, Moses, my servant, is dead. Moses, my servant, is dead. Suddenly, Joshua finds himself in a position where the strength that he's used to is gone. The strength has disappeared. The man who he could rely on is no more. His, the the so-called father figure in his life was no more. Joshua realized that suddenly he's on his own. He realized he's on his own. What he could use to navigate the, the making waters was taken away from him. And the truth is that a lot of us, we have gotten to the point where the person who is supposed to support us is no more. That person is not there. He may not be dead physically, but that person is not available anymore. He's not available. All the things that we were relying on are no longer available. Even the job you used to have, you don't have it anymore. Even the business you used to have has collapsed. Even the relationships that were sustaining you are no more. They are no more. They are no more. It appears as if your life has come to an end. Oh, but your life has not come to an end. It is only the beginning of your life. Because where it stops for man to leave you, that is when God comes to the scene to let you know that there is a better way. There is a better approach. There is a better way for you to do the things that I want you to do. Your life has not come to an end. No, it has not. So... Joshua finds himself, and I believe strongly that Joshua was contemplating, also for, that now that Moses is not there, it's as if this plan and this journey has to be aborted. Oh, Joshua realized that, okay, there is no hope. The future looks bleak. This vision should be aborted. This dream should be aborted. But God woke up and told him, Joshua, the dream cannot be aborted. Because the dream is, has not been centered around Moses. The dream has been centered around I, Jehovah. I am Jehovah. I am the one that when I speak, the whole world must remain silent. I am Jehovah, the one who is able to make way where there is no way. So even when Moses was showing the, the way, and now it appears there is no way, I can show show you a better way. I can show you a better way. I can show you a better way. 
So the dream has not been aborted. Can I tell you something? That your dream has not been aborted. If somebody promised you and he has failed you, the dream has not been aborted. If that business has failed you, the dream has not been aborted. If that person is no longer with you, the dream has not been aborted. God says that thing is dead. It's dead. You can move on. It is dead. You can move on. Stop being miserable. There is a hope and a future. God says that I know the thoughts that I have towards you. They are thought of good and not of evil. To give you a future and a hope. The Bible says that the expectations of the righteous shall not be cut off. So if you are the righteous of the Lord, your expectation cannot be cut off. Even when somebody in your life, even when something in your life that gives you strength has been taken away from you. It cannot. It cannot. So look at what God tells him. God says, Joshua, I can see that you are discouraged. I can see that you are miserable. But he says, arise. So what do you do? When the thing that is giving you strength is no more. What do you do? When the people that are supporting you are no more. What do you do? When there appears there is no hope. You arise. Arise. God says, arise, go. Tell somebody, arise, go. Arise, go. Arise, go. Arise, go. Moses was there. It's no longer there, but you arise. That thing was there. It's no longer there, but you arise. That support was there, but it's no longer there. You arise. That, that business was surviving you. It's no longer there, but you arise. That contract, you lost it, but you arise. You failed that exam, but you arise. That man left you, but you arise. That woman left you, but you arise. They dismissed you from that, that employment. You will arise. Tell somebody, I will arise. I will arise. I will arise. This is not my end. This is just my beginning. Because the Bible says that the glory of the latter half shall be greater than the former. It means that the latter glory that I have is greater than the current glory that I have. I will arise. Can I tell you this? Joshua, maybe he didn't know. For 40 years, Moses led them from captivity. The best Moses could do was for him to keep them in the wilderness for 40 years. He was a good man. But the anointing upon Moses was an anointing of liberation up to the wilderness. From the wilderness subsequently, somebody has mistake over. Hallelujah. I came to tell you that that person had an anointing to move you from a certain level up to a point. But from this point onwards, somebody has mistake over and you are the one to take over. I came to tell you that it is you who has to take over. It is you who has to move on. You have to forget. Paul said, I press towards the mark, forgetting about the things that are behind me. Forget about the things that are behind you. Press towards the mark of higher calling. Because that is where the purpose is. That is where the agenda is. That is where the mandate of God for your life is. Moses had an anointing. Only to liberate to the wilderness. Listen. If you look at the life of Joshua. 
The man didn't know that he was a man of war. He did not know. In the life of Joshua, he fought 31 wars. He lost only one. Even that one that he lost, he came back, fought them and won. In other words, he won all his battles. Joseph had the anointing for war. So God said, well, Moses, you are a humble man. Your assignment is finished. Where you have gotten to, you cannot move it forward anymore. I need a man that I have anointed for war. Listen, you are a man of war. You have been anointed for war. No battle. Can, will, you be able, will you face that you will not be able to defeat them? Anything that comes your way, you will defeat them. The other people who left cannot defeat them. The anointing is upon you to defeat them. The anointing is upon you to be victorious. The anointing is upon you to be conqueror. The Bible says we are more than conqueror. Ah, the Bible says, thanks be to God who give us victory through Jesus Christ. This morning I am here to tell you that you are more than victorious. You are more than a conqueror. The anointing to conquer is there for you. The anointing to overcome is there for you. With your God, you can run through troops and you can leap over the wall. With your God, you can do all things. Ah, you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. You are not weak. You are not feeble. You are strong in the Lord. May the Lord your God strengthen you from the inside and from the outside. I came here to announce to you that we have the excellency in, the, in, the, in this earthly vessel. That the power may be of us and not of God. I am here to announce to somebody this morning that arise. You have the anointing to overcome. You have the anointing to defeat. You have the anointing to make it in the name of Jesus. The dead things are dead because they can't help you. They cannot help you. It's because they hit a wall. That is why they had to leave you. It was not intentional. They had to die for your ministry to come up. They have to die for you to be exposed. They have to die for you to come to the same. Or oh, the Bible says in the book of Isaiah chapter 60 verse 1. It says, arise and shine for your light has come and the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. The reason why they have to die is so that you can arise and shine so that your light will come so that the glory of the Lord will be risen upon you. It is time for you to arise and shine and do exploit. It is time for you to arise and shine and know that you can do all things. It is time. It is time. And you see, until you arise, God can never be with you. So you will see that in verse 5 of the same Joshua chapter 1, it says, As I was with Moses, so will I be with you. So you see, until you arise, it says, there shall not any man be able to stand before thee all the days of thy life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with thee. I will not fail thee. God is not in the habit of failing. So if he says he will not fail you, he will not fail you. Why? Because when you arise, his glory will come upon you. His strength will come upon you. His power will come upon you. His anointing will come upon you. Then you will be able to do the impossible. 
You'll be able to do the impossible. You'll be able to do the impossible. And so in order for Joshua to accomplish the purpose, Joshua had to fight. He had to fight. Because you see, any mandate, any purpose that God gives you, you must fight for it. What most people don't know is that the days of having things on a silver platter is gone. We are in a dispensation where we must learn to fight. You fight for everything that is due you. We are in a dispensation where we have to struggle for everything. Even in our country, you cannot sit down and fold your arms. If you do so, even the things that are due you, they will be taken away from you. We may not be fighting physical battle because we know that the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strong gold, casting that imagination and every heighten that exalts up against the knowledge of Christ, bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. We know, we know, we know, we know that the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. We also know that the that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers, against rulers of darkness of this world against spiritual wickedness in high places we know so we may not be fighting physical battles but we know that there is a warfare there is a warfare there is a warfare there is a warfare and that is why we will not be weak that is why we will not be quiet we will wage war against the enemy we will rise up against the enemy we will contend with the enemy and let them know that we are the children of the most high we are the children of the supernatural we are the children who are never defeated we are the children that fought over 2,000 years ago our God Jesus Christ paid the price on Calvary and when he said it was finished we knew it was finished now we have become his righteousness we know 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 and that is why we will not sit down and be quiet that is why we will not sit down and fold our arms we will fight tell somebody we will fight we will fight we will fight we will fight so Joshua had to fight battle upon battle Kingdom from one kingdom to another, from one nation to another, from 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 one time to the other, the man was always fighting. Listen, you must fight. That is because what you are fighting for is worth fighting for. You didn't hear me. What you are fighting for is worth fighting for. Oh, what's up? I don't know about you, but I know that my destiny is worth fighting for. Because I know my destiny is good. I know my destiny is awesome. I know my destiny is greater. And anyone that wants to temper with my destiny, I will fight for it. Oh, I know there is a glory upon me. And anyone that wants to touch that glory, I will fight for it. My glory cannot be taken away. My destiny cannot be turned upside down. I refuse for my destiny to be turned upside down. I refuse for my glory to be stolen. I will fight for it. Tell somebody I will fight for it. I will fight. Let me start. Let me remove my coat. You don't fight with a coat. We don't fight with a jacket. Eh, you don't fight with a coat. You don't fight with a jacket. 
Say yes, so Miss Runya, me crank and me, me share. Then I can me bobo mensa. Share. We will fight. So Joshua, the Bible says that they have progressed. Haven't fought many battles. They progress, and they got to a point. And the Bible says some kingdom decided that as for these ones we don't understand what is going on but it looks as if they, they, these people there is something going on that, that we need to take action so the Bible says that in Joshua chapter 11 that, that some kings came together they came together tell somebody they came together they came together now why did they come together to understand why they came together let's start from Joshua chapter 1 Joshua chapter 5 verse 1 you will see it in Joshua chapter 1 verse 5 Joshua chapter 5 verse 1 you also see it in Joshua chapter 9 verse 1 you also see it in Joshua chapter 10 verse 1 and then you also see it in Joshua chapter 11 but let's start from verse chapter 5 the Bible says and it came to pass when all the kings of the Amorites which are on the other side of Jordan westward and all the kings of the Canaanites which were by the sea heard, 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 heard that the Lord had dried. So let's wait to them. So, so, so the first thing is that they heard. They heard. Now when you go to Joshua chapter 9 verse 1, it's also said that they heard. When you go to Joshua chapter 10 verse 1, it says that they heard. Hallelujah. So it means that the things that God was doing in the life of the Israelites were being heard by the people. Listen, the reason why they are coming after you is because they are hearing what the God is doing in your life. They are seeing what your God is doing in your life. They are after you because they know that things are no longer the same. Things are no longer like they used to be. Now you have been moved to another level. And that is why when they hear it, it bothers them. When they hear it, it worries them. When they hear it, they cannot sleep. When they hear it, they are worried. Because ah, uh, they used to think that uh, this is not the same person that we used to know here. How come this person has been lifted up? They heard, they heard, they heard. And when they heard, uh, the Bible says they decided to come together. Oh, they heard. They heard. They heard that you no longer go to club. They heard that you no longer flirt around. They heard that you no longer party. They heard that you no longer fornicate. They heard that you no longer commit adultery. They heard that you no longer lie. They heard that the only thing that you do now is to read the word of God. They heard that the only thing you do now is to pray. They heard that the only thing you do that you do evangelize. They heard that the only thing you do is to actually do the things of God and they are not happy. And that's why they want to attack you. That is why they have come together. And I asked myself, what exactly did the children of Israel do to these people? Mama, look at these people. They have done them no harm. They have done them no evil. And, and the way there are many, it is very unlikely that they all agree. Maybe there were enemies amongst them. But you see, whenever they want to gang up against you, 
Even people who are enemies will come together. Even people who don't talk to each other will come together for your sake. Even people who don't like each other will come together for your sake. Even people who hate themselves will come together for your sake. Why? Because the agenda is to attack you. Oh, but they lie bad this morning. They will not succeed in their agenda because your God is seated on the throne. He will fight for you. He will fight for you. Oh, there was a post that, that I, I, I tried picking up from, from Facebook through my eyes. It says, it says, and excuse my language. It says, when an idiot doesn't like you, excuse my language. When an idiot doesn't like you, idiot doesn't like you. He looks for another idiot that doesn't like you. And very soon you have a company of idiots who may not like each other, but for your sake, they come together as idiots. For your sake, idiots will come together with the intention of attacking you, with the intention of harming you, with the intention of destroying you. But because they are idiots, their council will amount to like the council of Ahitophel. Their council will not stand. Only the council of Jehovah will stand in your life. Wherever they have gathered against you, let the Holy Ghost fire consume them. Let the Holy Ghost fire destroy them. Let the Holy Ghost fire scatter them in the name of Jesus. They come together for your sake. They agree for your sake. For your sake. They put their differences aside. For your sake, for your sake, for your sake. And not only did they do that. Do you know what they decided to do? They decided to attack. They decided to attack. They came together with one intention. And that intention is to attack. That intention is to destroy. That intention is to cause confusion. That intention is to make sure that you don't get to the destination that God has for you. And if God has spoken it, can any man stop it? <laughs> if God has said it, can any man stop it? He says he can even sacrifice human beings for our sake. He can sacrifice human beings for our sake. So if God has decreed it, can they stop it? They don't have what it takes. The demon that can stop me from reaching my destiny has not been manufactured. No, it's not been manufactured yet. He's still, he's still, he's still in the lab. They are still trying to manufacture him. Because none of the existing demons has the capacity and the ability and the power and the might and the strength and the enablement to stop me from reaching my destiny. No, they don't have it. They don't have it. They don't have it. My, my destination, like Israel, may delay, but I can never be denied. I can never be denied. All right. Can I now start my message? What are these? Is just introduction. Put your hands together for Jesus. I lay the foundation. I laid the foundation. So now I can start the message proper. Because we are looking at we are looking at Joshua chapter 11 and, and I have dealt with maybe about 1 to 4 thereabouts. So let me quickly do a tour of the rest of the scripture so that we can close early. Today we are supposed to close early so that those of us who are going for the funeral can do so. Amen. So, there are certain things that we need to know 
if you are fighting a battle, because we are fighting for a purpose, and there are certain things that we need to know, and I'll, I'll quickly give them to us. The first thing you need to know is that anticipate the fight. Anticipate the fight. The problem as Christians we make all the time is that we assume that in this world, when a man is in Christ, all things are passed away. Behold, all things are new. We live every day as if there is no battle. We move on as if there is no battle. But the truth is that you need to anticipate the fight. You need to know that there comes a time that you fight a battle. You need to know that as for you in this race that you are, periodically the enemy will wage war. Because when you know, you will prepare for the enemy. So when the war comes, you don't start crying, you don't start panicking, you don't start worrying. You tell the enemy, oh, bring it. I was waiting for you. I am ready for you. Bring it, bring it, bring it. Bring it. If it's boot for boot, I will match you. If it's spiritual, I will go. Let the enemy know that you anticipated this fight. Anticipate the fight. One of the greatest disservice we can do ourselves is to assume that we deal, everybody we deal with is normal. One of the greatest mistakes you can make is to assume that everybody you deal with is reasonable, including the people in church. It may be the person sitting to, by you. Yeah, you don't know. There are all kinds of people in church. There are people who are here just to make sure that you fall. There are people who are here because they don't like who you are. There are people who are here because as far as they are concerned, ah, it's supposed to be them and not you. There are people who are here and they are angry and they are saying that why must the blessing come upon you? There are people who are here, they are wondering how you were able to receive this blessing. They are wondering that it should have been them and not you. In your neighborhood, there are people who are angry. There are people who are worried and they are saying, why must it be you? In your family, there are people who are worried and they are saying, why must it be you? Even I don't know why it is me, but they forget that there is a thing called favor. There is a thing called favor because even though the Israelites have been called people of stick neck, yet God said, these are my people. These are the people that have decided to choose. Oh, I may not be a good person. I may not be a nice person. I may not be somebody you like, but God's favor is upon me. I don't know how I do the things I do. I don't know how I receive the things I receive. I don't know how I receive the blessings, but there is a thing called favor. If you want to go to God and ask for favor, don't attack me. Don't come to me. Don't worry me. It is not me. The Bible says it is not by might, neither is it by power, but by my spirit says the Lord. There is a thing called favor. There is a thing called favor. So you see, anticipate the fight and know that periodically there are people who will disappoint you. Know that there are people who wage war against you. But get ready for them. When they should tell them, I was expecting you. I was expecting you. Let the enemy know that I was expecting this fight. I am not ignorant of the devices of the enemy. I was expecting it. I knew that you would wage war. And I have prepared. I have just come out of 40 days fasting and prayer. Because I knew you would wage war. I have just come out of 3 days dry fasting. Because I know you would wage war. I have just read the word of God. That says me that fear not. For I am with you from now to the end of time I know, I know that you will wage war and I am ready for you I am ready for you anticipate the fight anticipate the fight don't ever make mistake and assume that everybody likes you 
Hallelujah. Don't make a mistake. Give me the verse 4. Let me run quickly now. Let's see if I can do this in about 15 minutes. And they went out. They and all their hosts with them. Much people. Even as the sand that is upon the seashore. In multitude. With horses. Chariots very many. This is talking about the enemy. First of all. Look at how many kingdoms came together. The Israelites. We don't know how many they are, but sometimes they put an estimate. And I don't think it was even up to 1% of these people. Because the Bible says they were as many as the seashore. The second point is that sometimes the odds may be against you. Sometimes things may not be in your favor. Sometimes things may not happen according to the way you happen it. Sometimes before the enemy, you will be like an ant. Before the enemy, you will be like a David who was standing before a Goliath. Sometimes the odds are against you. But you see him. I like it when the odds is against me. Because when God, the odds are against me, that is when my God will show up and say, Be still and know that I am God. When the odds are against me, that is when you will know that the Bible says the Lord will fight for you and you shall hold your peace. David told Goliath in some some in first Samuel chapter 17, verse 45. He says, You are coming to me with sword, with shield, and with spears. But I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts. Listen, you, your enemies may have the numbers, your enemies may have the weapons, your enemies may have the arsenal, but you have the name of God. You have Jesus on your side, you have God on your side. It doesn't matter their numbers, he that is in you is greater than he that is in the world and so Christ in you the hope of glory it doesn't matter the artillery that they are carrying oh they will not be able to stand you because your God will find God told God Moses told the children of Israel he said in Exodus chapter 10 chapter 14 I think verse 13 he says fear not he says be still and see there's a, the salvation of the Lord which he will give you this he says the Egyptians that you are seeing you will see them no more you will see them no more listen they are coming to them with chariots with horses with weapons with everything they are coming to them and they are threatening them and they are worrying them but you see they forgot that they have a God who caused the race to part into two they have forgotten them that they have a God who for 40 years fed them with manna from heaven they have forgotten they have, they have a God who even never allowed their clothes to wear out for 40 years they have forgotten that they have a God who never allowed any of the enemies to defeat them. No, they have forgotten. They have forgotten. They have forgotten where you are coming from. No, they have forgotten. They have forgotten. They have forgotten. They have forgotten who you are. They have forgotten. I like the song we sang. I know who I am, but they don't know who you are. You know who you are, but they don't know uh, who you are. You see, they are coming to them with multitudes of things to scare them. To scare them. To, this, to, to confuse them. But even in your small state, the Bible says God takes the foolish things of this world to confirm the wise. They think they are strong. 
but they are weak. They think they are rich, but they are poor. They think they are wise, but they are fools. Because they don't know. The Bible says the fool has said in his heart uh, that there is no God. They are fools because they don't know that there is a God. And this gentleman uh, and the might that you will is not your own strength and it's not your power. Hallelujah. The third point, move to verse 6. Third point, I, I want to quickly give you, I, I'm giving you about eight things, but I'll run through them. I've given you, this is the third one. Don't worry, I'll, I'll finish very soon. The third point, I said verse 6 of Joshua chapter 11. So when you navigate, you go and come, you go and come. Okay, in the verse 6, the Bible says, and the Lord said, hold it there, I love this. So, these are people who are coming to the Israelites with all the weapons, with all the artilleries, with all the arsenals, with, with all the machine guns. And the Bible says, God showed up and God said, Listen, in every war, the only thing you know, know you need is the word of God. Once you have the word of God, the war is won. Once you have the word of God, the war is over. Because we know that every time there is there, thou says the Lord, you know that there is a hope for you. And God said, listen, in every battle, look for the word of God. In every situation, look for the word of God. The right word of God. Let God say something to you. Turn to somebody and say, let God say something to you. Let God say something to you. And God said, oh, I'm here to tell somebody this morning. And God said, in your marriage, and God said, in your business, and God said, in your children, and God said, in your family, and God said, in your home, and God said, in your environment, and God said, in your ministry, and God said. And God said. That is all. Once Jehovah shows up, and he says, is that you see God has to say because if God doesn't say we are powerless but when God says we are powerful when God says we are powerful hallelujah the fourth point is that look at look at what God says to Joshua it says and the Lord said unto Joshua be not afraid. Be not afraid. Listen, in every battle, there is the tendency that you'll be afraid. And you cannot function in fear. You cannot. You know what fear does? Also, fear actually points you to the di direction contrary to the destination God has for you. So every time fear shows up, the agenda of fear is to redirect you from where God wants you to be. Because when the, the fear shows up, the whole idea is that when it shows up, it will scare you for you to abandon the dream, for you to abandon the vision, but you will not abandon it. Fear not. Thou seest the Lord. Fear not. Thou seest the Lord. Fear Tell somebody. Thou seest the Lord. Fear not. Thou seest the Lord. Fear not. Let me tell you what. I like watching 
documentary on, on, on the animal kingdom. I love it. My wife will tell you. I'm my kids. I love it. I like to see how lions and, and cheetahs and tigers attack their prey. On, on, on Discovery Channel, we have, we have a program. I love it. You learn about tactics in life. And one of the tactics that lions use, and most people don't know, when lions are coming to attack you or attack their prey, the weakest, the lion that is the weakest amongst them will be the one that will come after you. Then the other pack, they will gather somewhere. The idea is that the weaker lion will come at and, and attack you and force you to go to the stronger ones so that you will think that you are running to safety but you are actually running into the hands of the stronger and the more vicious ones. Meanwhile, the one that is attacking you is actually the weakest that you can face. Oh, I am here to tell you this morning that when fear shows up, it is the weakest fear that has shown up. You have a solution to that fear. Tell that fear, I will not go away. I will face you, Phil. I will not go away. I will face you. Listen. Fear is only a thing of the mind. It is only a thing of the mind. And that is why God told Joshua, fear not. Because they are coming to refocus you. But I am with you. God is with you this morning. God is with you. God's arm is with you. God's strength is with you. God's power is with you. God's favor is with you. God's anointing is upon your life. You can do the impossible. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Ah, I've given you how many points? Four. The next point, it says, and I love this. For tomorrow, about this time. <laughs> tomorrow, about this time. I will deliver them, but I'll come to that. Tomorrow, about this time, this is a battle that I believe the Israelites had anticipated that maybe it will last for weeks, months, and even years. God shows up and says, Tomorrow, about this time, tomorrow, about this time, in other words, the thing that is confronting you, it will not last before it goes away. The thing that is confronting you will not survive for long. The thing that is confronting you will not kill you. It will not consume you. Tomorrow about this time, God says there will be a turn around. I am here to tell you this morning. Tomorrow about this time. Tomorrow about the time 10.30. It's about 10.30 now. Tomorrow about 10.30, your breakthrough will come. Tomorrow about 10.30, your husband will come. Tomorrow about 10.30, your wife will come. Tomorrow about 10.30, your opportunity will come. Tomorrow about 10.30, your barrenness will go away. Tomorrow about 10.30, your sickness will disappear. Tomorrow about 10.30, your, your success will come. Tomorrow about 10.30, you will receive that good news that you are looking for. Tomorrow, 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 about this time tomorrow, there will be a turn around. There will be a turn around, turn around, turn around, turn around. There will be a turn around. Oh, I am here to announce as a prophet of God into the life of somebody that tomorrow about this time there'll be a turn around 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 it takes time for a turn around it takes time for a turn around in your life um, in your home um, in your family in your business in your circumstance it takes time for a turn around i want you to walk up to four people and tell them it is time for my turn around it is time for my turn around i am turning around for good 
I am being lifted to the next level. I am seeing the hand of God. I am seeing the glory of God. I am seeing the favor of God. My turn around is now. My turn around is now. My turn around is now. Tomorrow about this time. Tomorrow about this time. I will see the glory. I will see the favor. I will see my God. My God shall supply all my need according to his riches. In glory by Christ Jesus. My God will beautify my life. My God will exalt me. My God will honor me. My God will lift me up. My God will take me to the next level. The Bible says, eyes have not seen, ears have not heard. Neither has it entered into the heart of men. What God has in store for them that love God. Tomorrow about this time, there will be a turnaround. There will be a turnaround. Tomorrow about this time. Listen. That thing will disappear. Miraculously, it has to disappear. Because tomorrow about this time, it will be no more. Tomorrow about this time, it will be no more. Hallelujah. And God says, I like, which point is this? This is what? Point five, I'm going to six. God says, Tomorrow about this time, I will deliver them slain. And, and look at what follows. He says, before he said, thou shalt hope, is it hog or whatever, their, their horses and bend their chariot. I love this. Some, the, the hog there says that you will, you will cut the armstring of the horses. Now, for horses, the power of, of, of the horses is in their hamstring gear or their, I don't know what they call this part here. So, if you want to weaken horses, the only thing you do is that if you catch this place, the horse is weakened. God is saying that, listen, tomorrow about this time, because the power of the enemies that were coming against the Israelites were the horses and the chariots that they were carrying. God says, about this time tomorrow, I will render them powerless. In other words, God says about this time tomorrow, they had hoped to attack you, but they will be weak. There will be a power shift. Power will move from them to you. Instead of them attacking, you will attack them because power will have changed hands. I am here to tell you, power is changing hands. They thought they were powerful, but power is changing hands. You will destroy their chariots. You will destroy their horses. You will render their horses powerless. Oh, somebody, if you are here this morning, tell yourself, I am destroying their horses. I am destroying their horses. I am destroying their horses. Ah, tomorrow about this time, tomorrow about this time, do your hands like tomorrow about this time, 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 tomorrow about this time. Power shift. When there is a turn around, there is a power shift. There is a power shift tomorrow around this time. Oh, they had hoped that they would destroy you. Mrs. Dumbo, stand up. You are shocked. The all night that we had, somebody has said that she would show her where power lied. 
She gave the testimony here. That you, we will see how you survive this office. That you, I will show you that I have power. But you see, that person hasn't read the scripture. No, the person, whoever it was, hadn't read the scripture. That within 24 hours, there can be a power shift. That within 24 hours, there can be a turnaround. That tomorrow about this time, you have said it against me. But tomorrow about this time, I will be sitting where you are sitting. You will be under me. You have said it tomorrow about this time. You think I am poor. But tomorrow about this time, you will be poor. I will be rich. Tomorrow about this time, I will be promoted. You will be demoted. Tomorrow about this time, you think you are sitting on me. But tomorrow about this time, my business will be progressing. Yours will be progressing. Tomorrow about this time, ah, there will be a shift. There will be a shift. Tell somebody there will be a shift in my life. There will be a shift in my life. There will be a shift in my life. There will be a shift. Listen. And I believe that person, when that person sees you, that person will begin to wonder, how is it possible? How is it possible? How is it possible? Because I used to have the power. I used to have the authority. I used to have the responsibility. I used to have the support of head office. I used to be in charge. How come now I am no longer in charge, but she is in charge? May you be in charge. May your enemies lose. And may you be in charge. May your enemies lose. And may you be in control. Tomorrow about this time, there will be a power shift. Put your hands together for Jesus and then you scream. Oh, scream this morning. 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 Don't worry, give me. Just give me some five minutes and I'll be done. I've actually tried to rush this message. But the more I try to rush it, the more it's not. Or something, it's not. I'm rushing it, but the thing is not. It's not agreeing to rush properly. Hallelujah. <laughs> Thank you, Osofo. Given the verse 7, you see, when there is a power shift, when there is a power shift, the intention, the original intention, was for them to attack you. According to this scripture, the original intention is that they were supposed to attack the Israelites. These are Israelites, I don't even think they had enough bows and arrows and shields. As for horses, I'm not even sure they left Egypt with any horse. These are people who are coming to Asna and all that. And they knew that was a done deal. <laughs> Hallelujah. But you see, look at the verse 7. The Bible says, So Joshua came. And all the people of all with him, against them by the waters of Meron, suddenly, and they fell upon them. So, you see, when God is on your side, and when there is a power shift, they have gathered to attack you. But you see, they are so powerless that you will end up attacking them. In other words, know that in every battle, aggressively pursue the enemy because you will fall upon them. You will fall upon them. You will defeat them because once they have been rendered powerless, the only thing left for you is for you to attack them. Have no pity on them. Do not be worried about them. Attack them. Destroy them. Somebody, when you wake up at night, 
Go into your prayer chamber. Destroy the enemy with your prayers. Those who have risen against you, get God to consume them. Get God to destroy them. Get God to frustrate them. Get God to rise against them. Get God to bring their powers to nothing. Don't have pity. Even if they are church, your church members, wait war against them. Even if they are your family members, wait war against them. Even if they are your, your, your brothers and sisters, wait war against them. If they have risen against you, wait war against them. Summon them to God. Summon them to God. Listen, don't care about what happened to them because the Bible says that according to this scripture, Joshua and the Israelite men of them came and they fell upon them. May you fall upon your enemies. May you fall upon your enemies. Fall upon them. That is because you haven't done them anything. Oh, several years ago, there was a, a young man who they were prophesying into his life. And when they told him what the enemies are doing to you, the young man fell down and started crying. <laughs> Listen, you don't have to do upon some anything before he attacks you. You don't have to do upon some anything. And that is why when you have the opportunity to attack him, attack him. Attack him. Don't sleep. Intercede on behalf of your children and tell the enemy you cannot have my children. These are covenant children. Enemy, you cannot have my husband. These are covenant husband. Enemy, you cannot have my wife. They, listen. Young girls, are you in the house? How many singles do we have in the house? Listen, aggressively fight for the, the men of the men in the house. Aggressively fight. Listen, we are too timid. We are too straightforward. We are too polished. We are too refined. And that is why even unbelievers are marrying our men. Unbelievers are marrying them. Young men, are you in the house? Fight for the single women in the house. Fight for them. Listen. Boaz. Boaz in the book of Ruth. Ruth broke tradition. Ruth went and proposed to Boaz. And said, Boaz, marry me. And Boaz married him. Listen, it is not out of place to walk to a man in this house who is single, available, and tell him, marry me. Marry me. Marry me. Pastor says, marry me. Marry me. Listen, aggressively fight for the men and, and, and men, single men in the house who are ready, walk to the women, look for the ones that you like and say, ah, this particular one I like. He say, hey, sister, marry me, marry me. I am a child of God. I am a covenant child. Marry me. I'm closing. 
In 2003, Leila Ali, Muhammad Ali's daughter, I think she's the first daughter, who is also into boxing, she was involved in a fight. And I think about the fourth or fifth round, logically she should have lost the fight. She should have lost the fight. She had had a cut. She was bleeding. She should have lost the fight. But she fought through. And she won the fight. And when they finished. And they asked her. Leila. How come you didn't lose the fight? Because the world expected you to lose the fight. She smiled and said. You know what? I know who my father is. My father never lost a fight. Can I extend that to you? Do you know who your father is? Your father has never lost a fight. If your father starts a fight, he wins. The Bible says you are more than a conqueror. The Bible says with him, you are more than victorious. The Bible says with him, you can run through truth and live by war. The Bible says, the value of the shadow of death, you will fear no evil because he is with you. Your God is a God that causes the rest to part into two. Your God is a God that the heaven is his throne, the earth is his footstool. The Bible says, I am is his name. His name is Elohim. His name is El Shaddai. His name is Jehovah Shekinah. I don't know God. His name is Jehovah Rohi. His name is Jehovah Tikamit. His name is Jehovah El Shaddai. I can go on and on and on. He told Moses, I am is my name. Whatever you want me to be, I can manifest in your life. He has never lost a battle. He's the same yesterday. He's the same today. He'll be the same tomorrow. You cannot lose this fight because your father is stronger. Because your father is great. Because your father is awesome. You can't lose this fight. You can't lose the fight. Every time you remember who your father is. Every time, thank you, that is Leila with the father. That is Leila Ali with the father. Every time you remember, I wish you can show us an image of something that looks like God. So that we also remind ourselves who, who our, our, or give me some names of God in the place of this, some names of God. So that we also remind ourselves the kind of father we also have. Listen, in any battle you find yourself, you cannot lose. It's, you are, it is an abomination for you to lose the battle. Right on your not by might, not by power, but by my spirit. Hey, any war that they are waging against you, they are in trouble. No, I'm telling you, they are in trouble. By reason of this word, they are in trouble. It's not by might, it's not by power, by my spirit says the Lord. It's not by mine, 
this word I want you when the song is going on begin to speak to that mountain who are thou oh mountain before Zerubbabel who are thou who are thou begin to speak to it you know what that war is you know what that mountain is decree that they must give way and I believe that God will watch over his word to perform it let's go it's not by mind it's not by power against us by reason of this word and the scriptures we, are, we have looked at they will think twice they may not know who, who we were now but from today they know they know and so we are going to remind ourselves who we are even as we take our second offering we know who we are I like the way you sang it this morning and, and when you are coming listen listen the way you walk and you, the way you dance will even determine who you are. If you know who you are and you are coming like this, then you don't know who you are. I want you to with joy 
knowing that this morning certain things have taken place in your life dance and come and drop your offering on the altar we are not even taking baskets everybody will dance starting from the back you drop your offering and go alright let's go let's start coming from the back